You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Diamondbacks made probably the most exciting acquisition in baseball this offseason, and now we are going to get to know him a little bit. I'm Allison Twitter, and I'm here with Steve Gilbert, of course, cover the Diamondbacks. Of course, Steve, I'm talking about Zach Greinke. Um, there's not really a lot of mystery surrounding Zach Greinke at this point, but um, I get, it's kind of cool that you know he's going to be the opening day starter, and there's really no mystery in that. So just the Diamondbacks looking at the first game of the season, um, and they're already set with this guy. It's got to be nice for them. Yeah, I think so, Allison. I think when you you know you talk about um, you know people always talk about aces or number one starters and. Um, I mean, look at last year, the Diamondbacks uh, went with Josh Colmunter as their number one starter. And it, when you have, a, no offense to Josh, but when you have a guy like Zach Greinke that you can count on every fifth day that you know is going to give you that kind of uh, quality, quality outing and innings, uh, it makes a big difference. And and that's kind of what the Diamondbacks were lacking last year was was. Uh, at least one pitcher that could that you knew every fifth day was going to pitch deep in the game and you had a very good chance of winning. It wasn't that they didn't have some good pitchers. It wasn't that they didn't have some pitchers that could have good games, but they needed that that piece that Zach Greinke brings, and and that is that that almost assurance, as close to assurance as you can get in this game, that you're going to get a guy every fifth day that the bullpen can kind of take a breather. Um, and that you're going to be in the game and take some pressure off the offense. They don't have to know that they don't have to score six runs probably to win when Zach Greinke's on the mound. So I think that's something that he really brings is kind of that presence. But I think another thing that he brings um, that they're excited about um, is he's such a student of the game. And, and, you know, you see him sitting in the dugout in between starts, you know, studying opposing hitters and watching what's going on and, and, he sees things that, that, as a lot of great pitchers do, that others don't um, when a game is going on. And I think that the Diamondbacks feel that having Patrick Corbin sitting next to Zach Greinke, having maybe an Archie Bradley or whoever else is in their rotation sitting by uh, Greinke during a game, um, in, in that way they, they can um, learn a lot from him and, and really benefit and, and take their games to the next level. Um, somebody that they can watch how he prepares in between starts because he's very meticulous about that. And, and so that can help a, a younger staff like they have. And, and even, you know, a guy like Paul Goldschmidt was talking about, he's excited um, to have Granke on board because he wants to kind of pick Granke's brain and see how did, how did Granke attack him when he was, uh, when he would face him. You know, what, what, what do pitchers think about Paul? What do opposing pitchers think of Paul Goldschmidt? Um, so I, I think that, that he could have a, a, a really good, positive effect in a lot of different ways for this team. So he's 32 years old. He just signed a six-year contract worth um, $206 million, which is a you know, pretty nice chunk of change these days. Um, you were at the press conference. I mean, Zach Greinke is an interesting guy because, like, of all the things you said, very true. He's a student of the game. Um, he's a really good teammate. Um, you know, he's got this mysterious side to him just from an outsider's perspective. He's very um, – with his words in that he doesn't like try to gloss things over. Um, he says what he's saying. Sometimes it's just things that you, normally you wouldn't hear from a ball player. Very honest guy. What were your impressions of him just when you were listening to him uh, just talk about signing the contract um, and just sort of kind of the person that he is in addition to the stuff that we already know as a pitcher? 
I think one of the things when you talk to people about him who have been around him or, or you observe him for any even short period of time is he doesn't have the, the typical filter that a lot of guys have. Although uh, in talking with our own Ken Gurnick, who caught part of the press conference in Arizona, he said, you know, it's interesting that, that as time has gone on, that, that Zach maybe has gotten a little bit more of a filter um, to where he's not quite as blunt about certain things as he has been in the past. Um, I know it was interesting, you know, when, when they introduced the new uniforms, and that was kind of a big deal. Um, they, they had a bunch of players at the unveiling, and the players talked about how you know, exciting it was and you know, on and on about uniforms. Um, but you asked Zach Greinke that question during the press conference, and you're going to get the, uh, an honest answer, which is, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess that was the most popular question from people so far. I don't really pay attention to that part of stuff. Um, right. you know, so he's not going to just give you a, a, a stock answer or a cliched answer. He's going to either uh, give you a thoughtful answer, uh, what he really thinks, or he's just not going to answer the question. You know, and when he was asked about, you know, would it have made a difference had the Dodgers offered him an extension uh, in the middle of last year, he said uh, he, he paused and there was, the, you, know, you could tell he was thinking about, you know, how he felt about it. And he goes, I guess that's not really a question I want to answer. I mean, very honest, not 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 going to try to give you a politically correct, uh, you know, mumbled answer or try to talk around it. If he doesn't want to answer a question, he's just going to say, I, I just don't want to answer that question. And I think that that's kind of refreshing to hear from a guy that he's just going to be honest. You know, you might not always agree with what he says, but uh, he, he's somebody that that has a reason for whether you agree with it or not, has a reason for, for everything that he thinks. Yeah, I, and back to the to things on the field. Uh, I was reading an ESPN blog that I thought was really interesting, just kind of speculating about what kind of season he might have. He had the highest, uh, basically less on-base percentage in the majors last year at 86.5%, uh, meaning that he was allowing base runners, but he was also working out of any kind of jam. Um, that was the highest for a qualified starter since Pedro Martinez in 2000. So this blogger was asking how, how much was skilled, how much was simply everything went his way last year. We should note that he had a 166 ERA in 2015, which is just crazy, crazy low, um, almost unheard of. Is there going to be pressure for him to match that? Because really he could have, like, he could have a full run onto his ERA and still have, like, be considered, like, having a phenomenal year. Do you think that he feels any pressure or there will be any pressure to even come in under two? You know, that's a great question. I, I think for a guy like that, his expectations for himself are probably so high that the pressure isn't uh, isn't a factor because, at least the outside pressure, because it's the pressure that he puts on himself to perform every every five days. And, you know, his reputation is somebody who's very meticulous and and doesn't like to, you know, doesn't like to fail. Obviously, no, no one likes to fail, but but really takes that personally and really works hard to ensure that every fifth day he's at the top of his game. So I think, yes, there's there's going to be pressure externally on him. I don't know that he'll feel it because I think internally he's got his own, he's kind of lost in his own thoughts and his own pressure that he puts on himself to to be, I, not perfect isn't necessarily the right word, but to be, you know, to execute his game plan almost as perfectly as possible. Yeah, we uh, the Diamondbacks were 11th in ERA in the National League last year, 437. So they're going to be able to take advantage of whatever he brings to the table, assuming that nothing completely disastrous happens. Um, 
I want to just touch briefly on another pitcher that's joined the rotation. Um, and just to, I mean, Shelby Miller, who I'm just a, a, a very big fan of his pitching. Um, he had such hard luck um, last year with the Braves, as we have talked about. But I think that we also need to talk about the fact he is 25 years old. He's not a free agent until 2019. He is a phenomenally good pitcher who has been traded more than guys like that normally have his talent would be traded. Um, of course, he's been in trades where, um, you know, considered to be very good acquisitions from the, by the teams that he is joining. Um, but really, you know, with all of the attention that Granke is getting, I, I don't think that Shelby Miller is going to end up being more valuable, of course, but he's not too far away. This could be a fantastic rotation because of Shelby Miller. I think that's a great point, Allison, is that the, the, all the attention that's on Zach Greinke, and this is one of the things when you get a veteran guy that's your you know, number one or ace starter, he takes the pressure off the rest of the rotation. I think that Shelby Miller in a lot of ways um, flies under the radar, at least right now, because everyone's talking about Zach Greinke and Zach Greinke for $206.5 million and all that kind of stuff. And so um, that takes some pressure off of, of Shelby Miller. He's not coming in. Had had they not signed a guy like Granke and all of a sudden they were expecting Miller to be their ace, maybe he does have ace stuff, but there's a pressure that goes with that too that, that he might not be ready to handle at this stage of his career. But certainly he's a guy that you just felt bad for last year, and I'm talking about just watching him the, the couple of times that I, I did when the Diamondbacks played him because – he had 17 losses and a 3.02 ERA. I mean, he allowed 183 hits and 205 in the third innings. And it's, you know, how do you lose 17 games that way? It's uh, <laughs> exactly. It's, you know, I mean, they, they scored zero runs for him, uh, like almost. I, I think it was in double digits some of the times that they scored zero runs while he was in the game. It's just. Uh, it's kind of crazy, and it's also just very interesting to, to think about what he'll do and, and the success that he'll have with an offense like Arizona has um, and, and what that'll do to his confidence and, and knowing that he doesn't have to go out there and throw a shutout because he's got, you know, A.J. Pollock, Paul Goldschmidt, Jake Lamb. He's got some, some hitters in the lineup behind him. Yeah, 205 innings pitched. He struck out 171. Um and that tells me that, you know, no matter how frustrating it got, he, he did not become any different of a pitcher than he than he always has been. And I just think that the Diamondbacks are really going to like having him around. So, um, okay, awesome. Steve, thank you very much. Very interesting stuff. Talk to you soon. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.